Hey there, welcome to the Coach C Podcast. It's Christine Nielsen, Coach C, and I'm the CEO and founder of Contrast Results Group. I'm a management consultant, an executive coach, a speaker, an author, and that's about as much about me as we're going to talk about today. I'm really excited because on today's podcast, we have a very dear friend of mine, Claire Gornell. And Claire has been a high-powered executive for many years. She works in corporate and she holds a really great position. But during that period of time, while she's been working in corporate, she also has developed this passion and craving for something else. And what else is that? So I know a lot of our listeners and a lot of people that listen to the Coach C podcast or watch us on YouTube, if you're joining us on YouTube, welcome and thank you. Um, one of the things that our listeners often talk to me about is, you know, making the transition from corporate into, you know, having a full, having their, their side hustle be that full-time thing. So Claire is with us today because she's actually the CEO, founder, partner, I think, of uh, Midlife Curious. And it started as a blog. It started as an online kind of social media. How do you shine light on what is this midlife thing? So welcome, Claire. Thank you so much for joining us from your, I, I believe you're at the cottage today. I am. Yay. <laughs> and everything's been on Zoom and we're in the middle of the pandemic and COVID. So I hope you and your family are keeping safe and, and uh, quarantining at the cottage. So that's pretty cool. Okay. Let's actually go into and talk about, um, you know, You've been in business for many, many years. You've held different jobs. You've traveled around the world. You've led teams. You've worked for a long time in that. And what sparked Midlife Curious? Why that? So, um, great question. So, for a very long time, I, uh, to be honest, I spent a long time with my creative outlet being renovating my house. And much to my family's chagrin, I, um, I would... And I didn't know this at the time, but my creative outlet was designing our house, decorating our house, building, et cetera, et cetera. And I found that when that was done, I was looking internally and saying, what, what, what was it about that that I liked? And it was a creative element. Um, it was keeping my mind active in different ways. And I started to turn towards um, social media. I, I, as Like everyone else, I was interested in social media and I was watching what was happening um, in various cohorts of people. And so younger people, older people. And I realized that as a midlife person, as a midlife woman, there was this need and this audience that was looking for and thriving on uh, connecting and learning. And so when I thought about what that meant for myself, one of my, I guess, my skills and my passions is research. And I, and I that sounds kind of geeky, but when I have a topic I want to learn about, I can spend hours and hours learning about it, understanding it, getting a grasp of it. And then as soon as I get confidence and I have a base of understanding, I love sharing it. And so this comes out in many ways, particularly with my girlfriends. If they want to know about a new skin product or a new fashion product or any or relationships, they would ask me questions and I would, you know, research it, opine on it, and then I would share it. And it struck me that in this day and age with midlife women, no one has time to do the types of research and, and things that I really, really like to do. Yeah. And so I thought my sister and I, um, my, my dear sister, who is technically, well, she is the technical brains behind it. She does all the, the build. Um, I, I kind of posed a question to her and said, what if we 
built a business that was surrounded around midlife women. And it was based on this need to connect and to, to empower and to educate women. And, and it just started. <laughs> it started in November of 2018. I remember your first post. I was so excited. And I think I was probably one of the first people to jump on it and say, I love this. Because I've yeah. been in denial for the last decade that I'm even close to midlife. I and <laughs> um, I think I'm a teenager half the time. It's like, don't they call that imposter syndrome? Yeah, I have yeah. that. Yeah, I still, yeah. I okay. even had the thought, like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm still a teenager. Like, I got some interesting news today um, in the family, and I was shocked. The, the news was shocking. And what happened to me is, like, I'm, I'm too young for that. Yeah. was the thought that I had. So, you know, there's this level of deniability around midlife, but there's also, you know, turning something that you're um, passionate about and committed to and then taking that forward and contributing it. And I think you're onto something because midlife women are very underserved in the marketplace. You know, they don't get marketed to. Young women get marketed to. And there's a whole gap in, you know, now that some of the stars are, you know, like in social media, like I look at Goop and Gwyneth Paltrow and what she's done with her brand. And, and I really love the line, the alignment with her brand, but it's also very much, um, it's got a star factor. It's yeah. not necessarily achievable or attainable for just average midlife women like myself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. Yeah. what you've done with the brand itself and moving into that is, you know, made me really excited because there are topics that we don't talk about, you know, hormones, acne, wrinkles and acne at the same time, you know, <laughs> cravings, the craziness, the forgetfulness. Like I live in this malaise of unconsciousness sometimes. And I really struggle with that. That that's a challenge for me. It's a serious challenge for me yeah. in midlife. And you write about those things and you talk about what women of our category deal with. Right. So I love that. And why I reached out to you specifically, because you posted an article and what it said is screw finding your passion. Yeah. And I think because my my job as an executive coach is to really, you know, help people uncover what it is that is at the core. What is their intention? What do what is the purpose of why they're do why they're up to what they're up to? And what's the purpose of their business? What's the purpose of their leadership? It's often very purposeful. And I loved that you came at it from a different angle. Can we talk a little bit about that and unpack what it is for you and how that kind of showed up? Yeah. So um, finding your passion or living with intent is, is one of the topics that I come back to quite regularly. And I think with social media, we're seeing... Um, an influx of people who are running business online. And sometimes that's coaching. Sometimes that's they're selling products, they're brand influencers. There's all different uh, careers, if you will, online that are showing up. And I, what I found um, as a midlife woman was that I was looking at myself saying, well, all these people online are telling me that I should be turning my passion or what I love to do into a full-time job. And I know two years in now that that just doesn't happen overnight. And so for those people who have been successful, that's great for them. Um, but I find any conversations I have with women, both my friends and family, and then online, my online community, is they're putting this pressure on themselves to figure out, well, I'm just a mom, or I'm just a teacher, or I'm just a fitness 
uh, coach, you know, whatever it is. And they're feeling like they should be something more or they're not clear enough on what it is that they should be or want to be. And the reason I liked this, this article by Mark Manson is just no BS. And it's, it's like, take the pressure off yourself, stop for a minute and don't put this pressure on yourself. If you actually think about what fires you up, what gets you passionate, what makes you work those longer hours, what do you care about? It's right in front of you. And so I, I experienced that myself. It was like, okay, well, how do I make a difference online? How do I have a social media following where I can make a difference? And my sister simply said to me, why don't you just research and write? That's what you love. And I was like, well, who would care about that? <laughs> so we had those dialogues to say, well, my passion is research. And that applies to whether I'm researching a trip, a new a new role, a duvet, like it doesn't matter. I just, I love to research and I love to share. And so that for me, I actually lived the recommendation that's in that article. It's like, just stop. It's not this big deal. It may be for you. You just like to make people happy. You just like to share recipes. I think the point of the article and the reason why my followers were so um, appreciative of it was it gave them license to just stop and say, Maybe I'm making a big deal out of something that is. Hi. Say hi to everybody. We're live right now, and this is Chase, and he is in the middle of our podcast and our YouTube video. Do you, yeah. know, do you know where the Apple remote is? I don't. Can you go ask? Thank you. you know what and that's just what happens when you're in the middle of COVID and you're quarantined and you're working from home, and I'm not willing to stop this recording and start over again. So the seven-year-old just interrupted us as okay. Claire was sharing about that. I love what you shared because I find so often I actually tell people, you know, they're like, you know, I'm really passionate about this and I'm going to make a business out of it. And I'll say, no, I'll say, that's not a good business idea. Just because you're passionate about something doesn't make it a good business idea. And I'm telling people the opposite. You know, your passion isn't necessarily a good business plan. Your passion is your passion and do that, but don't have that be what you actually build your revenue on or your income on if they're not congruent. And yeah. people get upset and frustrated with me because other coaches will say, follow your passion, go lead with your heart. And I'm like, that's not going to put food on your table. Yeah. So there is that distinction where you can have your passion and keep it as something as simple as doing research and sharing that and what you actually are doing is very consistent with that authenticity for yourself. Yeah. And I find, um, even if it doesn't monetize, if it doesn't turn into a business, I get such pleasure when I have a follower who responds to me, like yesterday I I posted about, um, 2020 beauty trends and it was just related to, um, the, uh, the coming together of, conscious consumerism and, and the coming together of age and beauty. They're not disaggregated. They're actually very linked. You can be beautiful at any age. And when I get comments from followers who say, I love that article. I love what you shared. And it's so yeah. gratifying for me because it's just, it's my interest in a topic that is relevant for other people. And I have that platform to share it. And sometimes it's my own writing. It's my own, uh, my own thoughts, but often it's just me sharing I'll read an article and it will, it will feel empowering to me and I share it to others. And just knowing that I've found that article and been able to share it, um, it's a great, it's a great feeling. And it, and it's not a business for me right now. It is a passion and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I think being able to tell women and, and, and others, it applies to men as well. You don't have to, to your point, Christine, you don't have to have a passion, turn it into revenue right away. It may or may not. It may be the right thing or, or it may not. But fueling that is, it's, I guess it's good for the soul. Yeah. And I think in your particular business model, knowing that, you know, it actually provides more clarity. So, you know, there is that element of, you know, having your passion and knowing that it is that it provides you clarity with where you're going. Now, you also shared something with me about because then this is where I push people. It's like, okay, with Midlife Curious, you are actually servicing an underprivileged or an underserviced marketplace. You know, people don't talk about the tough issues of, of being in midlife and all of the things that we're dealing with. And, and also the FOMO, like comparing ourselves to others, right? That's a huge fear of, fear of missing out, right? So, you know, with Midlife Curious, you're actually addressing a lot of those issues. And I think you're addressing it in a really powerful way of some of the tough stuff that women don't talk about and that, you know, your mother never warned you about. Right. <laughs> so, and for, for good reason, but yeah. I think also, you know, there's probably definitely a business opportunity inside of what you're doing with Midlife Curious at some point, if you choose to turn that into that, right. You had shared with me about what your, your purpose was. There's three things. Do you remember what they are? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so when I go back and I look at all of the information I share, there's really three things I try to do. And this was not conscious. It just unfolded as it related to the types of information I share. One is educate, which we just talked about, which is sharing information uh, that I believe is important to at least some of my followers. Um, entertain. Uh, anyone who knows me knows that I'm uh, uh, <laughs> outspoken. Uh, I'm always laughing and I'm trying to find uh, a little bit of levity in things. So it's, there's a lot of times I'll, I'll poke fun at the things we're going through at, in midlife. Like I can't see properly. Um, I uh, forget things, you know, I'll make a joke. I'll set a post saying, I, you know, I entered the kitchen today and I actually remembered why I was there. So there's lots of, there's lots of uh, entertainment and laughing. And then the other thing is empowering. So if I'm not educating or entertaining, I'm, I'm trying to enlighten or empower and motivate women yeah. um, with just positive messages. Yeah. And I love those three things. And I think if every company actually had those three communi- three purposes in their business, you would see a lot more successful businesses, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, the challenge for people is having their voice heard in a sea of very, in a very crowded space. Everything you open right now is in social media and it's very crowded. Even for myself, I struggle with putting my own voice out there. And getting like doing these YouTube videos, this is not natural for me. I don't love doing this. I actually really hate it. I hate, I judge myself all the time. I look at it like, oh my God, my hair, my this, my that. But once I set all of that aside, I recognize that there is something about the brand of Coach C. And there is something in my voice that cuts through a lot of the noise. And I think with what you're creating with you and your sister with Midlife Curious, you're doing the same. Well, thank you. And it, <laughs> yeah, no, you are. And um, here's a question for you. So when you look at what the impact of Midlife Curious has been having, has it been surprising for you or has it been an of course? And what in, in the surprises or the of course, what is the direction that you think you may take with that? 
So the, the aha that I've had, which is, is very consistent among people who are on social media, is that when I post something, if I post an article about any of the topics that we've just mentioned, it does well and people pr- appreciate it. But the posts that do the best are where there's a picture of me or a video of me. And it drives me crazy because, to your earlier point, I, I, um, I'm tough on myself. I find to pause with myself. Um, yeah. Right. So I just asked, we just got Zoom bombed for those of you who are wondering why we paused the recording. Um, and what we thought was a Zoom bomb actually wasn't. It was somebody who I had a meeting with. Anyway, back to the question at hand here. Um, in terms of the ahas and the surprises, what were you, what are you surprised about the most? Yeah, so um, it's, it's interesting, and, and, and my sister and I just reviewed this the last uh, time we were together. So when I look at um, where I'm having the most impact, which you can measure versus, you know, statistics, um, when I share my face or I do a video or I'm talking, yeah. that's what is the most engaging to people, which, to be honest, as you put earlier, I don't like. I don't like seeing my face. I don't like my voice. I am constantly saying, why would anyone want to sit and listen to me or look at my face? But it's, and it's not inconsistent with what other results are saying, which is that that's who, that's who they want to see. They want to engage with you as a person, person, they want to have a meaningful connection. And so that was a huge aha because I really struggle to have my face and my, my videos on my feed. I do too. Um, I do too. So you're not alone in that struggle. And it's one of the things that has stopped me in the past, you know, is not putting myself out there for that very reason. I, I, you know, I call it that voice. And if you succumb to the judgment and assessment voice, you won't take this, take the risks. And that means you're leaving it on the table. Because if you, for me, and I don't know if this is, this resonates for you, but if I make a difference with one person today, then I did my job. Yeah. If I make a difference for a thousand, yay, that's a bonus, but that's not what it's about. And I'm not after likes and followers. And I do think people resonate with you because of your authenticity. There's an authenticity to your brand, to your style, to who you are as a person that speaks so loudly for Midlife Curious and the company. So I think there's something really relevant in that. People want to do business with people yeah. and they're dying for human connectivity. It's just, um, I, I was listening actually to a podcast the other night and it was talking about this. It was talking about the willingness to, to put your ego aside to make a difference. And that really resonated with me because the fact that I don't like myself for various reasons, et cetera, I don't like my voice is not the point. I need to sort of park that, as you just said, and realize that what I have to say or what I have to share is actually meaningful. And it's, it's about us really accepting that, right? So I'm trying. It's not fun. I li- like you. I mean, I'm the first to say I think you're fantastic on video, and you're it, you have such an impact. And so I hope I hope that makes you realize. And and likewise, I hope when my followers say to me like I like hearing you, it's like oh my god, no. I know. I have that reaction, but I also I appreciate you saying that because I at some point just said to my own coach, he's like, why aren't you doing more video? what is going on? And I'm like, I hate it. I hate my voice. I hate this. I hate that. He's like, yeah, but your voice matters. You haven't been who you are for the last 27 years in your company. And as an executive coach and as a consultant for nothing, 
it matters and what you say matters and that experience is irreplaceable. So getting over my ego, I love the fact that you talk about ego because right now what we're seeing all over social media is a lot of ego driving. It's a lot of positioning and it, I find just cutting through that noise and working through what is the authenticity behind some of these things, which again is really important to me. And I see it all over your brand. It's authenticity, not just talking about the pretty things, not just talking about the, you know, the shoulds in life or how, how other people are doing things. You actually methodically replace it with some humor and you use that levity, which is what you talked about, like entertainment. Oh, why am I standing in the kitchen? I have no idea most of the time, <laughs> right? So share a little bit more about, you know, with Midlife Curious and some of the things that um, you're dealing with in terms of your own, you know, curated content. But also, what do you think some of the issues that people are dealing with as a Midlife Curious woman? Like, what are they? What are the, what are the challenges? Yeah, so you know, it's it's a it's a massive audience, and I would be remiss to say that everyone is the same because I have followers who have just turned forty, and I have followers who are in their seventies, and yeah. they are very different. They're thinking and worrying about different things. So yeah. you know, for older for some of the older women, I'm talking about important conversations like death, and not to be you yeah. know those aren't those are not need to be negative conversations. But what is really impactful is if you start to have conversations about death as a meaningful conversation while you're alive, it, it, ha- it can have an impact. It can help you realize that you can live life in a more meaningful way if we all realize that there is an end coming. Yeah. Um, things like that. Things about menopause. There is such a surgence of content and women starting to talk about menopause because it's very real. Yeah. We are, I mean, at any given time right now, I could want to strip my clothes off <laughs> because I'm having a hot flash and uh, my body is changing, right? I'm not sleeping. Well, when I don't sleep, I have an impact around my family and how I show up every day. And it's not always good. Yes. Um, you know, adult acne. Um, how do you, how do you maintain sexiness and confidence when your body is not really in control anymore? Yeah. How do you deal with issues like um, empty nesting and your you have perhaps maybe you haven't focused on your marriage enough and your children go away to school and you're left with someone who you're living with and you haven't been connected to for very long, like really big topics. Yeah. And so I try to have those conversations and they come out in different ways and they mean different things to different people. But generally we all want to be loved. We all want to look our best, act our best, feel our best. And so even though the issues at that particular time are different across the women, they're all looking for the same things. They want to be healthy, uh, happy. They want to, you know, make a difference in people's lives. And so it's all of those things. And, um, and as you say, I try to provide meaningful value in those conversations, but also let's have fun. Let's laugh at ourselves. Like there's no other, there's, you know, you can't be sad about it. We're, we're, we're fortunate to be alive and to be healthy. And so it's all those things. They're messy. They're messy, but they're beautiful at the same time. Yeah. And I love that you said that it's messy because it is messy. It isn't, it it isn't always fun and they are challenging. Like, you know, you look at the, let's just talk about the relationships, you know, and how many women in midlife are going through divorces or have already gone through divorce or raising their families in separate, you know, in separate homes during 
times where they're also having an experience of who am I now? You know, I talk a lot about reinvention and I talk about, so it's not only just, you know, there's divorce, there's the hormones, there's the skin, but there's also, you know, that, that point in our lives where a lot of women are reinventing. Who am I now? now? And what do I want? And what does, what is the next 40 years or 30 years or 20 years going to look like? And I think that has a challenge in and of itself, especially if we're not talking about some of the other things like, you know, for some reason, certain, certain times of the month, I'm a crazy person. I'm insane. And I have no idea why, like the elevation is just, it's like, I can't concentrate. I can't think straight. And I'm yelling. I'm like, I don't want to be that person. I don't even recognize her. Who is she? Right. And then there's this other time where it's like, you know, I don't have any of that going on. So it's just, so you add that and then you add that reinvention element. Who am I now? I don't know necessarily on a day to day. I think it's a moment by moment phenomenon. And we started the conversation with, because what really had me curious was the article, and we started with that whole purpose thing, but I believe, and, and you don't have to share this thought, but reinvention is a now perspective. And I really think that it's a moment-by-moment thing, and we have to embrace where we are, exactly where we are. Well, and that's applying, it's a great point, that that's actually applying living in the moment versus having these big grandeur dreams of what life should look like. And one of the problems I have with social media is that it's just not what it seems, right? So I am more drawn. When I think about myself as a social media consumer, I am drawn to the women who just lay it all out there. Like they've had a bad day. They look terrible. They're sick. They've been bad parents. And everyone gathers around them and says, you know what? You're human. It's okay you yelled at your kids, right? (laughs) So I, I, and so that's why it's not surprising to me when I stop and I pause and I think, okay, what has the most impact? It's just the realness, right? And people want to relate to that. And um, yeah, some days, one of the most frequently made statements in my house is Claire, you're yelling. And I say, sorry, I'm not yelling. Like I'm not mad. I just, I'm excitable. Like I have a lot of energy and my husband and now my kids are saying to me, you're yelling. I know, but it's excited yelling. <laughs> I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling with you. Exactly. Oh my God. So I don't know if that's a midlife. I don't know what's <laughs> happening, but I, so many of the women in my life are saying the same thing. Yeah. And I'm like the other day, actually, when my sister and I were having this planning meeting about midlife curious, at one point I stopped and I said, we are two feet apart and we are screaming at each other. <laughs> and we were like, it's because we're excited. <laughs> That is awesome. But but that is awesome because, you know, I always say, you know, I am all the colors of the rainbow. I might start my day like energetic and fresh and then something happens and by 12 o'clock, I'm a train wreck. And here he comes again. We're still no, in the middle of this. Serious. It's not serious enough. Yes, I don't know where the Apple remote it, is. It's really serious. on. Okay. I don't know where the Apple remote is And either. I can't turn it off. Okay. Could you please go ask somebody to help you? Thank you. <laughs> you. By the way, you said that very calmly. He's going to get it after this. No, it's not. I'm so used to him coming in, and he's just, 
he doesn't recognize whether I'm in just a regular coaching meeting. I could be talking to the CEO of Microsoft. He he has no idea. It, yeah. And now in his world, it yeah. it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. He's yeah. just yeah. So what was and this is the other thing that happens to me. What was I saying? That happens all the time. I can't remember. You know, I can't remember. <laughs> That's the best part about his age. I just blame it on the it's it's the hormones. It's my age. Yeah, we were talking just about authenticity and how yeah. people like connect in meaningful ways, and it's uh, it's messy and yeah. it's just honest. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is the kind of the whole intention of one of the reasons I really wanted you to come on here is to help educate, elevate, and encourage people. And I want people to continue to follow Midlife Curious, even if you're not yet in midlife, it's coming. Okay, that's <laughs> coming at you. And if you are, it's just even the content that you put, I think it's actually not just applicable to an age bracket. Like it's really wide and very diversified towards women who are experiencing different challenges, whether it be reinvention, whether it be, you know, looking at, am I staying married? Am I having a baby? Am I doing this myself? What am I doing? You yeah. know, and even some of my friends are now becoming grandmothers. And I'm like, What? <laughs> how did we get here yeah, we're not we're not 20 anymore i'm not ready for that and yeah. it's just like there's so many interesting shots tell us a little bit more about the new direct not the new direction but you just did a planning session and you have this big corporate job you're a mother of two kids and you have this kind of side hustle tell us a little bit about that so um i i i am feel very grateful for the job that I have and the employer that I've had for a very long time. And I have to say I am fortunate to actually love what I do. So I don't work because I need to or I have to. I just, I really, I wake up, I'm one of those blessed people who wakes up and loves what I do. And so I think that will continue for some time. Uh, What I find though is that when I have spare time, I am spending it, A, with my sister, which is a blessing because we just have an absolute blessed uh, blast together and she's very different I'm the creative I'm the face if you will much to my chagrin of midlife curious and she's the one who makes it all happen she builds the site she puts the platforms up she does all the technical and we're so different but so I guess powerful together mm-hmm. and so our goal longer term is to turn this into something that can replace uh, you know our corporate job she too is a is an executive in a, in a corporation and we're balancing it all right now, and um, and it's working. But it's uh, we 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 finally committed that there is more to this, and we are doing this for a reason, and we're getting we're getting a lot out of it. And so we're pivoting, I would say, to try and figure out well, well, if there are this group of people who are interested, how can we better serve them, and what does that look like, and how do we turn that into a business? Yeah, and how do you monetize? I would that? say we're on really really early steps in that regard, but we've this is the first time you'll actually hear me say turning that passion into a monetizable business. You're onto something. You're definitely onto something. So continue on that path because you've got something of value here. And I think it's um, whatever direction you end up taking it. in. I, I think that's really great for our listeners, for the audience and for what you're creating, but it also speaks to, there's a purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. And when we look at organizations that are flourishing right now, they are mostly because they were built on some formula of a purpose. Right. And, and that's really valuable. So I think that's important just to earmark and understand if you're an entrepreneur, you're listening to this and you're looking at making that transition from a corporate rule, 
into having turning your side hustle into a full-time gig, one, have a plan. You know, neither you knew you or your sister said, Oh, I'm gonna quit my job tomorrow and follow my passion. Thank you. Let's yeah. not do that. Okay. Yeah. But continue to forge ahead and build the plan out and what does the business plan look like? And I think that's awesome. And for anyone thinking about making that transition, please listen to what Claire just said. You have to have that plan. If you don't, it's a bad idea. <laughs> and it's in, yeah, it's on my to-do list to build the five-year plan, including the revenue model and how to monetize it and, and those sorts of things. And so that was a huge change for us. We just committed to that. We committed to exploring it and building it out and seeing what it looks like. And so it's really exciting. It's a little bit daunting, but um, it feels right. If it doesn't scare you, it's not worth doing. Right, exactly. We are, I am, I am that person who, unless I'm outside of my comfort zone, I'm kind of bored and I don't do well with bored. So while it is slightly uncomfortable, it's also ex exhilarating as well. So going back and, and I know we'll wrap this up fairly shortly. One of the um, things that I think as a woman, we put a lot, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves in the have it all. You know, I, when I reinvented contrast, I was going to build this huge consulting organization and I was going to have, you know, it's going to be flat and it was going to be this and it was intended and all of this stuff. And all of a sudden I got very daunted by that. I'm raising three children. I have an international company. I am a speaker and an author and all of those things. But there is to me a semblance of pace and, and lopsided balance, I will call it, because there is no such thing as balance. You know, mm -hmm. something's always offside in my world, yeah. whether it's yeah. my relationship with my husband, haven't seen him, haven't paid attention to him, haven't even remembered the last time we spoke, or whether it's, you know, client deliverables, or whether it's, you know, even taking care of myself. And so I, I think that's probably on your mind often and a lot on your listeners' minds as well, is how do you hold those things? Yeah, I think that giving ourselves the grace to feel that imbalance is, is okay. And, and I, I feel like the midlife audience gets that. They're old enough, they're mature enough, they're wise enough to understand that. Does that mean that we are confident and perfect and, you know, accepting all the time? No. We're, again, it's back to the messiness. But the audience that I'm speaking to is willing to accept that there is that lopsided balance. Now they're all trying to figure out how to get the proportions right. But there's an acknowledgement that it's never right. If I'm kicking, kicking butt in my job, I'm probably slacking maybe at home or in my with my husband, or I haven't seen my friends or I'm not in shape. Right. So, yeah. so are we always trying to strive to do all of it? Yes. I think as we get older, we become more accepting and we allow ourselves the grace to slide a little bit. Yeah. I love those two words, acceptance and grace. Those are such fundamental keys, you know, and not having to drive all the time, not having to push all the time. Sometimes it's a step back and breathe. Sometimes it's just as simple as breathing, right? <laughs> Am I breathing? <laughs> I hope you are. But yeah, so I am really grateful to you, Claire, for joining us today on the Coach C podcast and uh, where you're going to find the this podcast uh, level of the Coach C podcast. It'll be um, on LinkedIn. Uh, we'll post about it. We'll put it there. We'll put it on Facebook and Instagram. But how you follow it or listen to the Coach C podcast is on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Now, everybody's going to want to know, how do they find Claire Gornell and Midlife Curious? So can you share with us where, you, where you're located? 
Yeah. Uh, so the website, the full blog is at www.midlifecurious.com. Uh, so that's where we house all of our content. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and it's at Midlife Curious. Same, uh, same on Facebook. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. So thank you so much for joining us today and we will wrap it up. We have some really exciting guests coming along with the Coach C podcast. Please follow us, like us, share us. If you like the content, great. If you have, if you don't have positive things to say, that's okay, but keep it to yourself. <laughs> I'm not into online hating. All right. And ending that on that note, we'll end on a little bit more of a positive note, but do please share the content and follow Midlife Curious, and we will catch you next week on the Coach C podcast. <laughs>